0: Brain stories? Get inspired and learn from thought leaders, CEOs, business owners, managers, entrepreneurs, and experts who tell their brain stories and share their first hand insights. For all brand lovers, this show is to help you develop and grow your brand in a more intentional, strategic and most of all authentic way, locally and globally. Whether it's your personal brand or company brand, or whether you want to brand your product, service or cause. Welcome to Brands Talk. I'm your host, Brigitte Bakowski. I'm the founder and owner of Bridget Brands. I help my clients craft meaningful strategies that effectively elevate their brands to unleash their full potential and shine. Walk the talk. Let's get started and dive with me into the world of brands. My guest today is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez. Enrique is the CEO of Triad Leadership Solutions, LLC, and has served as an executive veteran and advocate, board member, nonprofit administrator, speaker, mentor, coach, and avid volunteer. Over the past 20 years, Enrique has held numerous executive advisor and senior positions while serving in the United States Navy and civilian sector. Through education and training, he helped strengthen organizations, providing sound decision support, and creating open communication at all levels. Enrique also helped formulate and implement policies concerning moral, welfare, job satisfaction, discipline, and training of personnel. Enrique was named on the power list of the top 200 thought leaders to follow in 2021 by PeopleHum and nominee of the top 30 Global Gurus list for 2021 by Global Gurus for his work in the leadership development arena. He is a thought after John Maxwell certified coach, trainer, and speaker, and is an avid mentor in three national and international organizations. I'm not done yet. He is an award-winning podcaster with four shows focusing on leadership development and career success. He also was named the 2021 Active Duty Veteran and Military Spouse Entrepreneur Awards. Media professional of the year by the Rosie Network. His down to earth approach to leadership has gained him notoriety as one of the most thought out leadership trainers. Now I'm done. I warmly welcome Enrique Acosta Gonzalez. Welcome to Brent's Talk.
1: Thank you, Bridget. I'm tired already from that.
0: <laughs> We're just getting started. So, what's going on? <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Bridget. It's, it's nice to share this platform, this time with you. I really appreciate your work in the branding sector and ready to get into this.
0: Okay, me too. So, <laughs> Enrique, your track record is astonishing. You're on the power list of the top 20 thought leaders in 2021. You are an award-winning podcaster. You are an author and most of all, you are a leadership coach with a mission to help leaders who struggle with finding clarity to develop, evolve, and find their way from success to success. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, why do you do that? What is your big why? Why are you doing what you are doing?
1: Well, Bridget, I I will plainly state it as righting a wrong. When I was younger, going through the Navy, I was fortunate, and I'll say that, enough to have poor leaders, right? Leaders that were in positions that maybe because of tenure and their way of doing and executing their jobs, they were considered for the next higher position. And so I saw that a lot. But in the meantime, they were devouring their people. Right. And we we see that a lot. It happens a lot. So in a short way of saying I'm trying to right a wrong, which means that I am trying to ingest into the leadership pool of people, appropriate folks that can execute leadership the way you would want it to be. Now, will you always have onesies and twosies that slip through the crack? Of course, you're going to have that. But what I want to do is tip the scale from having a habitual route for folks that just can do their job good to be into a leadership position for people who actually can do the job of leadership, can do the work of leadership, which is a hard work.
0: Yeah. And you also say I was surrounded by leaders in these wrong positions and people in position of authority that had no a business being there. So even though they have this tenure, and I think when you have this tenure, you think, oh, let's take it easy. Maybe they're more careless than more taking care and and caring for their people. And that happens very often. I also experienced that in, in my life of having different kinds of job. And I was wondering why are they sitting there where they are sitting? Something is wrong here with the system or what's going on here? So how can we bring more awareness to that? How how do we approach such a situation like this? How do you help? Whom do you talk to? So who is your, who is your client? Is it businesses? And who is actually the people that you are working with? How do you approach these people? I'm sure it's the leaders, but in, in what kind of setting? How do you go about that?
1: Yeah, this process of getting... Uh awareness or bringing awareness to the fact that leaders may need some assistance. Sometimes it's more than assistance, but the fact that that they need it is, it's a touchy subject, right? Because you have to have, number one, self-awareness to be able to say, I might need some help. If I continue this way, not only will I continue to hurt my people, the folks that I have charge over, but I'll eventually work my way out of a job in a bad way, right? There's working your way out of, of a job, which is a succession type of effect. Of a, of a you want to build somebody else in. You want to get out of there. You don't want to die in the chair, right? No. But you want someone to come in that's appropriately trained and able to execute the leadership demands that they will have That's succession training right that's something that you bring in and and you develop so it's it's and i say it's touchy because it requires a lot of selfless acts meaning you're about to say i can't cut it and that's tough for people mm-hmm. number one it's tough for them to even realize that it's even tougher for them to accept it and I, I add a third layer of having to actually vocalize this it's it's something that you often don't see but what is the signs of true and honest leadership humility mm-hmm. humility is one of the things that you want to see in a leader but you often don't see because there's a lot of pride, right they- They equate humility with being weak or humility with being able someone to come in and chastise you. so they don't want to fall into that those two categories. but we I, I always say it, you want leadership until you actually have to do leadership. <laughs> then you're like, oh, I didn't sign up for this." So I say it's touchy because it really does take someone to, to break down and say, you know what, I, I really need help more than I need the accolades. I really need to, to get perfected rather than faking it till I make it.
0: I think a lot of people are not showing this kind of humility because humility is for them another word for being vulnerable. And vulnerable is equal to being weak, so how can we overcome that general idea that a lot of people still carry around
1: i I came there was a time in my life where I was not humble, although I thought I was <laughs> I thought I was probably the most humble person, but I wasn't because I was always wanting to be the first and if you're always wanting to be the first, you don 't leave no space for anybody. You leave people behind as a matter of fact. You are encouraged like on a race. If you want to be first, you want to have people behind you. Mm-hmm. So th- this is the philosophy that has erroneously worked its way into leadership. You don't, as a matter of fact, as a leader, you're never first. Mm-hmm. Everybody is, and, and like Simon Sinek, like, leaders eat last. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, it, it doesn't say leaders don't eat. They just eat last because they're always concentrated on making sure that people have what they need first, because they are the workers. Mm-hmm. You don't have leaders run, then doing the work. Workers do the work, so make sure that your people are taking, taken care of. How do, you, how do you get to humility? How do you get to that point? You have to be unafraid. Mm-hmm. A person that is egotistical and always working on What's in it for them is afraid. I would dare even say a coward. And that's a strong word. Mm -hmm. But when you hide behind things to shield yourself and basically you stunt your growth in terms of fear, a leader is fearless. They're not fearful. And so when you do not step out into the light, that is telling me that you are afraid of some things coming out, mm-hmm. and if you're afraid, uh, and and there's a, a healthy fear, right? There's a healthy fear. I don't know what's in the dark, but you know what? I'm the leader here. I'm going in there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some light. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is, whoa! If that light comes on me, this thing may be over. So there's different types of fear, but if you start to lose the fear. Of what it is that you need to overcome, then you'll start seeing that humility becomes your partner. Mm -hmm. Humility is not there to bring you down, it's actually there to bring you up.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for that explanation. And stepping into the light is really something that you say, I own it. Yeah. So you live Mm -hmm. up to your own values uh, you live your truth and you you just do it and uh, as you say fear is is you're pushing past it yeah and and then you're becoming more confident because you walk it and evolve with every step you go you are becoming more confident and fearless actually yeah and it's becoming then your partner because pushing through it it's a sparring partner in a sense right Uh, you're growing. And that leads me to the next question. From your perspective, what are some actions that we can take or set to become these better leaders? So leaders who are reflected, whose workers are proud of their leaders and proud of working for them. So what can they do? What can we do? How can we start setting the right steps?
1: Uh, I'm reminded as you were asking your question of a of a biblical story that I read it was the son of King David his name was Absalom and it and, and short story here he stood at the gate he never went to the to the palace he stood at the gate where the people were and he started asking how can I help you and 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 long story short, it ends with he won over the hearts of the people, and then he actually became king for a while, right? Although inappropriately, but he actually became king. So, as a leader, what do you do to become better? What do you do to hone your skill, hone the fact that you are the leader, and have your people be proud of you? Go down, get out of your chair. Get out of your office and go where the people are. Spend some time in the group. Now, I'll caution you, it may feel uncomfortable for them for a little bit, right? Initially, initially, right? Because this divide has been placed on both sides. Mm -hmm. The leader doesn't come down and they don't want them there. (laughs) So there's a divide that's created from both sides. But as a leader, it is your responsibility to go to your people and ask them, what can I do for you? What obstacle is in your way that I can move? That I have the authority because if I don't, then don't ask <laughs> me. But if I do, what can I move to make sure that the flow of your work is in inhibited? What can I do to make sure that you're successful today? And if you can do that, if they now, if you ask, you better be ready to do it. <laughs> but if you ask and you're ready to do it and you do it, you will win over the hearts of your people. All they want is to be able to come to work, do their job without any friction, and be able to finally, at the end of the day, say, We did a great job today. Mm-hmm. And all of that can come by you going down and being with your people and finding out what they need.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. So you are also going down to your people, to your clients, and you are also asking them a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. You are helping them going from this so-called success to success. So first of all, we would like to know how success differs from success. What do you by
1: that. Yeah, I, I love that. When, when I came across what I wanted to focus on, it was the mirage of a leader that thought they were, but the people knew they weren't. And this is always, we all have seen leaders that are in positions, and like I say, have no business being there. But they got, and I'm of the belief, as, as I believe in an eternal God, that some people are there even if you don't want them to for a specific reason, whether that is because they're actually great at their job. A lot of organizations tend, tend to push those great leaders to or those great performers into leadership roles. Probably not the best thing to do, but it happens. So I wanted to focus on the fact that there were leaders that thought they were, but were not, because they did not win the hearts of the people. They were not the leaders. And I've often gone into an office and I I will be sitting in a in a in a meeting and I'm talking to the leadership, and I notice where most eyes go to when there's questions. And if they go to the person that is not designated, let's say C-O-O, CEO. I have already identified who the true leader in the room is. So I wanted to bring highlight to the fact that although you may be succeeding as a whole, you may be failing as a leader, and that su- that success, the, the regular su- success, is not success, it's actually success. This K that I have interjected into the word is what I what I call K factors. K factors are things that come up in the execution of your position that actually speak to your flaws. They speak to your inabilities. They speak to the fact that you are not prepared for that position. And although you are still in that position, you are slowly but surely chipping away at the true success by ingesting this cake and it could be time management it could be your personal vices which a lot of leadership fall to their personal vices right so those things that are done in the dark that nobody knows about but soon will come up to light right we we're talking about stepping into the light these things will come up and we see it all the time right we see it all the time come out on the news and magazines periodicals anything that will talk to, oh, how the mighty have fallen, right? That's how the mighty fall. It could be things that were in your upbringing that you never even realized but are now coming up as, as, a, as an adult. It could be financial issues. So anything that will chip away at true success is what I call success or those K factors that in, interject into your career, your profession, your, your life, your day-to-day. And I highlight those in, in in a chapter of a book of, of the book that I co-wrote, but it is things that are not supposed to be in the execution of your leadership, but you allow them to and you success.
0: So once you have identified those key factors, how do you mm-hmm. get out of them? Do you need a, a coach yeah. or is it you that you help them with? So how does that work?
1: Well, this is the interesting part. Most people that are successful have gone that way so long that they feel they don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, the thing is that people get hurt mm-hmm. all throughout the tenure of your execution of that position. People are hurting. Number one, self-awareness, self-awareness. And if a leader doesn't have self-awareness, they've already gone down the wrong road, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's, that's probably the one of the worst things that a leader could be without is self-awareness, so once you have self-awareness, you can identify these things. Now you need bravery, right? You need to be saying, you know what, I, I, I need help. And so what I ask people is, hey, if you've gotten this far being wrong, don't you think you need help? But What they come back to me is, I'm still here. And that's a tough thing to answer, right? If somebody had been going the wrong road and still getting to, to achieve things Why would they need you? Then you need to focus on the people. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, I, when I come into organizations, I focus on the people. I actually don't focus first on the leaders. I focus on the people. The people will tell me exactly what I need to go work on (laughs) because the leader won't. And then I take that conversation and then I morph it into a tailored uh, approach to that particular leader. But they need self-awareness in order for you to get into a position where you will even accept any suggestion as to what you can do better.
0: Okay. So when you are working in an organization, you're working with all the different levels, you're working with Mm -hmm. team, you're working with the leader, you're working with the C-level, actually creating the awareness already on the C-level because they live their values, and they are the leaders, and it's a a ripple effect, right? So Mm -hmm. it affects also the leaders, how they behave, and where are the boundaries? In how far are they taking accountability for what they are doing? And that has another ripple effect to the team. I suppose you are taking a holistic approach to getting down to the source and then help the organization actually to go forward in a healthy way.
1: Because... to approach a leader about their inadequacies or inability to perform at a certain level mm-hmm. and, not in, and not include the C-suite or executives and the workforce, is a, it's damaging to the leader because they will be made aware of things that they are not doing right, maybe given some suggestions, but if you leave it at that, they have no support mechanism. And so what the C-suite and the workforce does is they become the support mechanism for this leader. Maybe they don't lose their job and they stay in that position, but they're going to have to have support from the workforce and the executives to be able, if, if they really want to see this person...
0: All right, that's so interesting. But I would like to move on. My next question, which has something to do with that, of course, because you right. already mentioned your book, you became a best-selling author this year in April with your book *Alliance Pride: That Silenced King*. So you co-authored it with Alan Asherov. Mm-hmm. Why did you write this book? What is it exactly about? We can guess from the name and who should read it.
1: Yeah, Alliance Pride was a a, one of those things that we just discussed coming out into the light so that as a leader, you have nothing to fear. And when when this book is actually a tell all this is it, this is what this young man, this person has gone through in their life. Good, bad, ugly terrible, however you want to call it, right? All mixed together so that you understand that as a leader, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know it all. Mm-hmm. And you can become a leader even with life missteps, you know, and, and, and we all have them, but we all hide them, right? And, and what I did in this book, along with other authors, is, is that we just put it out we put it out good bad and ugly and to to help folks understand that it is not your past that actually is is the focus it's what you do with the past mm-hmm. and how you trek forward from that past that actually counts
0: yeah, it's actually the missteps or what happened to us, our journey that helps you guide other people towards the future. It's where our purpose is. It's what made us what we are today. And it's also that these are the stories that we need to tell And that makes us vulnerable and that makes us connect with people on this emotional level. And this is what counts. People want to hear that stories because they see in you someone who has walked it before. Yeah, and you did not only write this book, you have been a LinkedIn Live host since 2020. Your show is called Aloha Friday Life, a casual leadership discussion show. There you invite guests as well. So why did you start that? And what is it about exactly?
1: Yeah, 2020 actually caused a lot of shifts for everyone. This was one of, I wanted to educate my community since I saw that growing, growing, growing. I said, let me take this moment to create a a show around leisure talk about leadership. Now every everything about leadership doesn't have to be serious, right? You could actually talk leadership and and it be casual talk. And so I wanted to invite guests that had a specific view on leadership from their perspective. I didn't want to drive the conversation or anything like that. I just wanted to find out what the what my community thought about leadership and how they used these principles in their day-to-day and so I named it Aloha Friday Live because I spent a lot of time in Hawaii. 13 years of my life were on Oahu. I kin myself to the island and the Hawaiian people because it's just one of my heart desires to go back and, and permanently be there. But it's, it's just an aloha, chill, hang loose type of an approach on leadership and a lot of great conversations I had during it.
0: Yeah, I think that's important to also see fun in what you're doing. And whatever Mm -hmm. is it, you are a leader in your job, whatever role you're playing, you should have fun. And without fun, it's what is it about in this life? Yeah, It's it's part of it, an integral part. And I was in Hawaii two months ago, and I love Hawaii. I'm sure I'm going back there. (laughs) I was the last time 30 years ago, so... It was time uh, to go back.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> all right. So Enrique, you are definitely in your sweet spot. You are living your truth. And that's what I feel. You are in your very best version. And you're evolving and evolving and evolving. And and through through all the things that you're doing, yeah, you walk in your path. And that makes you a thought leader, and a strong personal brain. So what is the singular thing that only you can provide? There is a lot of leadership coaches out there, but what's your uniqueness? What makes you stand out and shine?
1: Well, I get this question a lot, and it's hard to try to pinpoint how you differ from somebody else, especially in the leadership arena, right? Because there are principles and and things and processes that we all share because we've learned. But one thing that no one else on this world can do is take my life experience and apply it to resolutions that you may need. Every single person on this earth has such a unique position and a a unique stance in life that that no one could ever replicate it. Mm -hmm. We couldn't even, if we went back in history and were able to snap our fingers and go back, we will be trying to change things. And so what we, we would do is replicate that life. So what my life has taught me, although it may be similar in subject, it is unique to me And that is the perspective that I bring and the flavor that I bring to all the resolutions and all the conversations and everything that I'm involved with. So what makes me unique? Me. I'm unique. You're unique. And you need to be able to to accept that and own that and bring that out in a way where now that perspective is something that is new, newly heard, newly applied. And, and if you could give that to somebody and they could do something with it, perfect match.
0: Yeah, it's really the unique blend of your experience, of your past, of your know-how, your learnings, your skills, your character, your human being. So I think that is so unique to everyone. And yeah, we know that there are millions of leadership coaches out there, but... No one is like you with that specific blend, and if you Mm. know about it, and I think that's why we're reflective. That's why we really need to go on a deep soul searching mission to really figure that out and make and crystallize it out to become a diamond. And I think that is what makes brands, personal brands, organizational brands, whatever brands it is, shine. Yeah. Okay. So I have one more question. Is there any major learning experience like a setback, something that happened to you and in hindsight, it was a really huge opportunity for your learning going forward, something that was really significant and shaped your life. Would you like to talk about that?
1: Yeah. It's actually the whole reason why I went into the profession that I am in now. Not every leader that you're going to come across will be a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. Not every leader. Some will seem to be a curse <laughs> in your life, <laughs> right? But what I what I would like for the audience to to realize is that it's not it's not for them when they're in your life. It's for you. Mm-hmm. And so what are you going to do? with the situation at hand so this particular leader would in front of people often berate me for my accent at the time i did not speak as i do now i came from the bronx there was a heavy accent english was my second language although i thought i was proficient and i was proficient in english but not at the capacity as you hear today and so they took opportunities for whatever, whatever reason. I will never know. But they did. And that could have easily broke. I was very young, 19 years old, eight, uh, 19 years old at a time, 19, 20, 21. And I could have buckled to that beratement. What I chose to do was to Improve myself. Although the reasons were a little combative, right? I would say, because what I did was say, well, no one's ever going to do that to me. Again. Very prideful, but it's what worked for me at the time. But I took the dictionary and I read that thing in and out. I became proficient in how to not only speak the words, but understand the meaning behind them and use them. And that made me a powerhouse that simple dictionary, it's red, it used to be straight red, right? That red book and, and the mindset behind how can I make myself better so that this doesn't happen to me? And how can I make myself better so that I am an asset versus a liability? Because I thought that I was viewed as a liability. And that one period in my life set the course for the rest of my life. Now, I won't tell you that I did not decide some things because of that, that were not as, as good for everybody, right? Because from that experience, I also took a selfish route and, and that wasn't good, but that one decision to say, how can I make myself better so that no one else does this to me ever again was probably the most pivotal.
0: Thank you so much. I love that because it's such an, an authentic answer. It's, helping a lot of people out there I'm sure thank you so much for sharing that experience with us all right we're almost at the end of our show Enrique (laughs) I would like to do some rabbit fire terms with you so I'm throwing out a term and you will be answering top of mind is that okay for you
1: sure let's go all right
0: (laughs) purpose
1: life's reward success only you can get it (laughs)
0: Mindset pivotal mm-hmm. women empowerment.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good. And brands. What are brands for you?
1: Brands. We we all have brands. Learn how to market yourself. Learn how to establish it. Brands. So important.
0: Okay, good. Enrique, where can listeners find you to get in touch with you? Yeah. Is there anything that you're offering right now? Tell us.
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. If, if you can't find me on LinkedIn, you can't find me anywhere. But LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you could find me personally, Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez. Or if you look for Triad Leadership Solutions on all, the, all those mediums, you'll find our page triadleadershipsolutions.com is our website. And you can find out all about our company offerings and things like that. And even book time to speak with me through that medium. The podcast is called Developing the Leader Within Podcast. You could look, that's on every platform to include Amazon, Spotify, all those. And and yeah, the all my contact info is on LinkedIn. You can get me through that, through those mediums.
0: Perfect. Okay, Enrique, thank you so much for being my guest on Brands Talk. Having you here was a true pleasure to learn how to find clarity to develop a wolf and find our way from suck-cess to success. <laughs> thank you, Enrique.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for having me.
0: If you like my show, follow Brands Talk on your preferred app, share it on social media and if you find a minute or two, leave a quick rating or review. Thank you so much. If you want to learn more about me and my services, head over to BridgetBrands.com and get inspired. If you need support in becoming a strong and truly authentic brand, drop me an email. I'd love to be your guide on your hero journey. I hope you will stay tuned in on the next episode when we dive into the world of brains.